want you to stay in that posture. The right time. The right time. Romans 13. We're going to read verse 11 through 14. Romans 13. And we're going to read verse 11 through 14. We give you praise, God. We give you praise, God. Romans 13. Verse 11. And it reads, And do this, knowing the time, that now is the high time to awake out of your sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when he first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness. And let us put on the armor of light. Ah, yeah. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in rivalry and drunkenness and lawlessness and lust. Not in strife and envy. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Ah. But put on. Somebody say, I got to put it on. The Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision uh, for the flesh to fulfill its lust. It's time to wake out of sleep, for your salvation is near. Father, we thank you. We say, Speak on, Holy Ghost have your way we can't do it without you I take a step back as you take a step forward if you don't speak we have nothing to say and if you don't move we have nothing to do we put our dependence into you in Jesus mighty name and if you love him can you say man you may be seated if you can And do this knowing the time. Somebody say, knowing the time. I'm going to be with you briefly, but I want you to stay with me because I want to not only preach you to you, but I want to teach you. And I want to make sure that we're able to rightly divide the scriptures properly so you can understand that you may know your time. One of the greater deficits in understanding as a believer is not understanding time. Not understanding time. And one of the things that we have to realize is that the kingdom of God was trying to call you to live the perspective of the value and the promise that God designed for you in time. The devil, however, designed you to be a slave in time. 
In fact, one of the, uh, the, the most misunderstood things about time is we think that money equates to time. That's why we work for money. Because we think doing the work saves our time. How many of you ever heard that money, what, what's the quote? Time is money. Time is what? Okay, that's not a God quote. And so what happens is we waste our life trying to uh, 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 work for the money in time, rather understanding buying back our time. But for you to buy back your time, you have to learn to be controlling the money for the time. Tell somebody I'm in control. And so God wanted us to understand that I don't want you to learn to keep wasting your time. There are many of us that we, we, we're not understanding and we feel like things are going to be as they are no matter what time that I have. But I want you to understand there are times and times and seasons that you got to understand so you can redeem your time. Because all you have is time in this earth. But you're called to live eternal in time. Tell somebody I'm an eternal being in time. That's why what happens in a moment shouldn't dictate my eternal in time. Can you say amen? So time is essential to the fulfillment of your life in earth. In time. What do you do with your time? And how, how many of you want to stop wasting your days? Amen. So you have to understand what's at stake in your time. What's at stake in your time? Now, I want you to understand there are times and seasons the Bible talks about. Okay. He said, now is the time, high time to awake out of your sleep. Now, there's a time to sleep and then there's a time to wake up. But some of us are asleep in the time that we need to be up. Uh-oh, I'm not coming up for you, but just a little bit. You take five naps, and you're not taking it because you're tired. You're taking it because you don't know who you are in time. So the adversary knows, I don't have to kill you. I don't have to even, I don't have to bewitch you in a sense. I don't have to make you demonize if I can take your time. So time is essential to the fulfillment of the calling on your life. Can you say amen? I don't care if you're young, you're old, you need to understand your time. Can you say amen? He said, knowing the time, that now is the high time. Somebody say the high time. To awake out of your sleep, for now the salvation is near. Okay? Now how many ever felt like you're wasting time? Your talents, your gifts. She said, mm-hmm. <laughs> How many feel like there's more to you than in what God put, you, put inside of you? So we have to realize, understand, what is it that's taking my time from being that thing that God said? You know what's so interesting about the church? Can I teach you a principle? It's so interesting that what we call sin is not even necessarily sin. Because you really can't sin without a vision. Uh-oh. 
What you call sin, God has already dealt with. But what actually missing the mark is, you got to have a destination for a mark. Okay, all right. So you don't think that when you tell today, I'm going to do it tomorrow, that was a sin because I missed the mark for today. All right, I'm gonna... maybe this is too much. The mark was missed based on what the Spirit said for the finished work. But I didn't miss the mark because I didn't do a moral sin. But when you walk by the Spirit, that's not how it works. It works because the vision was inside of you. And when the Spirit said, take a step, and I say no, that was a missing the mark. So the, the nature sin is not the sin spiritually that we need to be focused on because you're not called to live by the law. He fulfilled the law. Can you say amen? So what if missing the mark has been my biggest sin? <laughs> Maybe shit, let me say it different. I forgot this Sunday morning. We're not in that closed door setting. What if God is trying to push me to meet the mark that he called me to meet? But religion and cycles of perversion to get, keep me out uh, and keep me in church hurt and pain and what people do and this and that. Keep me focused on the wrong thing. It's causing me to spend my time. Well, God is trying to redeem my time by the spirit. Can you say amen? So you have to understand that there's a, there are seasons. The Bible said there are times and seasons and you got to understand the difference between a personal season and a general season write this down the difference between a personal season and a general season okay a general season is what you go through because of what's going on in the economy you got winter summer fall spring you got flu season COVID season, I don't think everybody still COVID. You cough and you just got COVID. No, it, it couldn't be just a regular cough. cough. All right, hallelujah. So a general season is what you're going through because of the societal norms. Somebody say general season. One of the, 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 the things though is you got to discern if you'll go through as a general or a personal. And most of us are confused about our personal, and we call it through the general. No, the gas just high. The devil didn't do that one. That's just a general season. But if you understood your personal season, you wouldn't worry about the gas being high. You just press your 97. Okay, let me give you leave y'all alone. And get down the, the road. But you got to understand your personal season is what God allocated you in time. Somebody said my personal season, and there's general seasons. Many of us, you're dictating your general because you're not understanding how to live out your personal. What season are you battling with? And why? Can you, y'all staying with me? 
See, what you have to realize is God called you to understand the difference between your general and your personal. That's why he's trying to train you who he is in you. Somebody say in you. How many know God lives in you? How many know God is your life? See, the problem is he got, he got to become your life. Somebody say God is my life. No, no, no. I'm not saying you're bringing God with your life. I say God is. Okay. I'm going to say it one more time. He, you're not bringing him with your life. God has to become your life. He gives you the will and the do for his good pleasure. So God is calling you to learn to work out some things and learn the internal unctions of the internal spirit, which is his life. I told you, I'm not, going, I'm not here to try to itch your ears. I'm trying to teach you the reality of the spirit life. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be pretty. You got to learn the spirit. That's it. You got to learn the spirit. You got to learn the inner unctions of the life of the spirit. It's not about making you feel good. Listen, we make you feel good to point you to the spirit life. Amen. Because salvation is near and here. So you have to understand the life of the spirit is trying to teach you every day. And if we're not cognizant of what the spirit is doing, we're missing the unction of the language that is trying to speak. Go with me really quickly. First Corinthians 14, seven, watch this. First Corinthians 14, seven. Now watch this. Even things without life, whether flute or harp, when they make a sound, somebody say make a sound. Unless they make a distinction in the sound, how will it be known what is piped or played? For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? So likewise, you, unless you utter the tongue words easy to understand, how will it know uh, what is spoken? For you will be speaking into the air. There are, it may be, so many kinds of languages in the world. How many? Many kinds of languages. That's why you got to learn the language because you let people cuss you out and get you off. Because you didn't understand the language. Uh-oh, all right, hallelujah. Let's keep talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you, you, you're qualifying voices that was made to get you off. So every time you give it more credit than it's supposed to have, you didn't know that was bought for you to do what you just did. All right, let me give that up. For, for you will be speaking into the air. There are, it may be, so many Kinds of what? Of languages where? And none of them, listen to this. Listen, listen, you got to know this. And what? watch this, watch this. And what? And what? And none of them are without what? Which means everything that's being said is for a reason. Oh, they just misspoke. No, they didn't misspeak. Well, I didn't mean that. As the abundance of the heart... Uh oh, don't look at your neighbor because I, I know you made it a joke, but all right. Watch this. Verse 11. 
Therefore, if you do not know the meaning of the language, it shall be a foreigner to him who what? Who speaks, and he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. Now, what's interesting is the church at large knows how to speak church. You know how to quote a scripture. You know how to speak church. You know how to dress well. You know how to address well in some instances. You know how to come together well. You know how to make each other. But, 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 but when we start having a round conversation, it's interesting that nobody can stay with you. It's interesting. It's possible to be biblically literate, but spiritually illiterate. You're biblically literate, but you're spiritually illiterate. There are so many different types of languages, none without significance. Do you know the language that the Spirit of God is speaking to you for where he's trying to take you? Are y'all staying with me? All right, let's, let's test this out. How many of you know the sound of an ice cream truck? Now, it's interesting because... No, you didn't learn that in school. How many know Amelands? Oh, you know the police officer. Now, let me ask you this question. Did, 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 did the ice cream truck have to get out the ice cream truck and say, I am the ice cream man? Or when you... It's something how the children automatically know ice cream. So the children can tell the significance in the sound. So as soon as they, da, 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 mommy, ice cream. There's a significance in the when they blow the harp in the street, how many know in battle they had a certain sound to determine the battle war? The level of extension of how much that, that was going to be. So you got to understand there are sounds that God is saying, I ain't got time to explain to you. You got to learn the unction of. When you feel this certain way, that's what that means. When you experience that, that's what that means. When I make you talk like, when, I, when I've been like that, that's what that means. When you feel pain like that, that means somebody got pain. I need you to learn the instruments of your being. There's significance in the sound. Why didn't the Amalans stop and say, we the Amalans? When you hear it, you have a knowing, watch this, it even shifts your behavior. What do you do when the sound comes behind you? You do what? You stop, you pull over, you move out the... It's interesting you don't hear the sound of trouble. It's interesting you don't hear the sound of ice cream. It's, it, it's divine ice cream. <laughs> It's new to you. This sound been here all the time. You don't hear it? You didn't hear trouble coming? 
They're significant. If you don't know the language, you are as a foreigner. My kids hear my voice and another they will not follow. The question is, could I might be prospering in accordance to what I hear? Or am I still in the realm of the flesh and working the curse rather than the blessing? Is this all right? I wasn't trying to be deep. I was just trying to get y'all the information. Somebody say the significance in the sound. So if you don't understand in your personal season that the spirit of God is trying to work you and learn, teach you how he works, how he speaks, how the, the unction of the spirit. Somebody said the unction of the spirit. When you wake up in the morning, the unction going to say, hey, we're either going to eat today or we're going to fast today or we're going to pray today. There's something in your being that will tell you that, hey, 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 hey there's a quickening. Somebody say there's a quickening. You should be quickened about your life. Question is, why is it I'm okay going to church, but there's no quickening in my spirit? That's why religion got a hold on people. Religion is easy. You know why? It promises you a future without responsibility. I'm going to say that one more time. Religion promises you a future without responsibility. So you don't mind going to church as long as you're not responsible to what the spirit calls you to walk into. So you'll do that. But God is calling you to another phase. This is not to talk about you. He's trying to help you to understand I love you more than you even understand you love yourself. Because every time you're living outside of me, you're working the curse against your own self. That's why life is hard. That's why life is what? How I many know God didn't call you to a hard life? Uh-oh, see, see these perspectives? You see these perspectives? If you don't work, you don't eat. That is true. But you got to understand the type of work you're talking about. Jesus said, I work and I'm at rest. And because I fulfilled the work in rest, I didn't call you to work. All right, hallelujah. I'm jealous. The world can have a five, a, 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 a 10 hour work week. If they go 16 hours, it's too much. But you as a believer slaving at the sweat of your brow. Maybe that don't, that don't bother y'all. I, I got it. I'm going to give y'all what you want here. Yeah. You got to realize there is a di difference. There's a distinction in the language. And how God blesses you is to teach you, number one, how to hear. Somebody say ear preparation. So there's an earmark preparation. What you're going through is the setting of the earmark preparation. Okay? How many of you ever felt like you needed to pray? Can I tell you something? You needed to pray. How many like felt like you needed to change your life? Can I tell you something? You're right. You need to change your life. Now the question is, why, why are we confused about what's happening when what the unction is telling us to do? Oh, you was waiting for a prophet. You wanted a sign. Come on, let's go through the scriptures. 
Y'all stand with me? I want you to go with me really quickly. Let's go to um, let's go to Matthew 16. How many are learning something thus far? Oh, watch this. And in the morning, it will be foul weather to the day. For the sky is red and low, uh, lowering. O ye hypocrites, you discern the face of the sky, but ye cannot discern the sign of the times. O wicked and adulterous, I didn't say it, those scriptures said it, generation seeking after a, only a wicked and perverse generation keep looking for signs. Why are they looking for signs? Because they're not walking by the Spirit. Why do they keep looking for another sign every day? Because they're not walking by the Spirit. I don't know the last time I looked for a sign. Why do I need a sign if I'm walking by the... Are y'all learning something? Some of y'all already went to sleep. You don't need a sign if you're walking by the Spirit. The Spirit of God is going to lead and guide you into what? All truth. You perverse and wicked generation... Adult generation seeking after a sign, and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. Because there's a generation that keeps looking for signs because they don't want the responsibility of walking by the Spirit. It's interesting, you need 10 confirmations when it comes to the things of God. You only need one when it comes to the world. They give you one call with an opportunity. You didn't need 10 confirmations. You're like, uh, did you see that? Did you see that, that comma? But when God wanted to add a comma, you think that's God? I hope probably so-and-so at church today, and I need to make sure that is God. When the adversary brings something, whoa, that got to be God right there. Just look at it. Just, just, just. Look at it. Just look, look at it. Just look at it. it. It is wise if you don't know to consider somebody else if you don't know. In fact, especially if you're not spiritually acclimated, I, I, I would consider getting consultation about what you're going to make that, in that decision. Because many people make these decisions premature of principle and they don't realize it's actually detrimental to them. But because the church keep approving them, because they're not looking with the right eyes, they don't know that those people wasn't ready for what they thought. You care about the opportunity without their soul being prepared for it. Some destruction is predictable. So you should be able to see when you know the sound. I know the ice cream truck. That is the ice cream truck. This is in the next year you're going to be here. If you do that, that's what you're going to get. It's predictable. Why? Because you've learned the sound of the spirit. 
And anything that's not controlled by the Spirit, God knows this is a setup. While you're going down there, who are you submitting to down there? Why are you going to do that? What are you submitting to right there? Why that? I know the door opened, but who opened it? Now, don't think I'm talking uh, against your prosperity. I'm actually trying to get you into it. I'm trying to get you because when you learn to be, you automatically going to have the ability to do. And after you do, you're automatically going to have. But if you move prematurely, you're setting yourself up because you couldn't handle the battle of the placement. As much as given, much is. So you didn't even ask yourself, how much is required with this? How much is what? Can you say amen? Somebody say seen on time. Somebody say time. Now watch this. Watch this. You have to understand that God gives seasons to build your endurance. He gives seasons to do what? He gives seasons to build your endurance. Okay? He's trying to build a backbone in you so you can handle where he's trying to take you. Somebody say, I need a backbone for where I'm going. See, it's interesting because sometimes we look at people and say, you need got that, got that. Walk with them for one day. Keep this. Can we play share schedules? Who won't play that game? You know what's so interesting? What can somebody do with your schedule? Who won't play the trade schedule? Watch this. I got four. Let's trade one day. I love my phone, but you got grace for one. You got grace for, isn't it interesting? The graces keep coming up, but it showed me that if I get grace for each child, there's an exploration of grace out there. So, some mom was like, no, brother, mine like four. You, you, you cheating the system. <laughs> you have to realize that there is more to you that God is trying to give you to do what you're called to do so you can get out the victimization of societal norms. And when you come into your seasonal personal uh, uh, freedom, you can learn to control some things. Tell somebody to stop wasting time. you got to understand the difference between the test and the trial. There's a test. Tests are to endure. Tests are to do what? See, when you're going through a test, you got God is, he's designed you to endure. But how many of you know the devil is not taking a test for you? Like he's not, he's not testing you for a test. The devil trying to destroy you. The adversary don't test you for a test. He came to destroy you. 
God allows him because God believed that you have enough to deal with it. Oh, 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 oh. I say God allows him because God believed that you have enough to endure it. Because after you endure it, you come out in power into the promise. Tell somebody I'm going into my promise. But sometimes if you got wickedness and you're going through a, 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 a trial, okay, or not even a trial because trials you need to endure. If you're going through problems, general seasons, that was just a lack of submission. And God designed the believers to know how to point to their strength. God designed believers to know where. Are you going through something that's actually, that actually you have the strength to deal with? How many know God say my grace is sufficient? I mean, oh my God, can I tell you something? Whatever sufficiency God gave you, he's not going to take you out. I ain't seen nobody write that down. <laughs> can I say that one more time? Paul said, I asked to God, I pleaded with God. God, take this thorn from me. I'm hurting. God, take this lust out of me. Uh-oh, we're going to get there. God, take that desire. I don't want to look at boo, boo thing, shoot thing, and sweet thing. Take it away. God, send it. God, take it. I ain't taking that. Watch it. Y'all all right? God, just take the desire. I'm not. See, that, that, that's what religion taught you. Just come to the altar and we take it away from you. You go home unprepared. You walk in your house like you strong, born, ready to go. And then the first challenge and phone call, you right back into where you started. Y'all all right with this? It just took one phone call. It took one phone call to bring you right back. Because you didn't understand, God said, I've given you the ability to operate in the grace ability, and I need you to learn to stand strong in the faith. So grace is designed for you to occupy, not to bypass. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Most of us are not growing because you're not occupying the grace, you're just bypassing the grace. Can I say that one more time? If you're not occupying the grace, you're not growing. Let's say that one more time. If you're not occupying the grace through faith that God has given you, you're not growing. Because you're not learning to go through the things that you're called to go through to see that God is faithful in it. So Christians who keep talking and talking, but they never can handle hard challenges, they're not growing. They can never handle conversations, they're not growing. They can never have no problems. They're not growing. And if they keep getting excused out of them, watch this, they're always going to be a victim to societal seasons. Okay? This is not against you. I'm teaching you. Because God don't want you to be a victim to societal norms. He wants you to learn to stand up in the faith. Be strong and mighty and know that he's finished the work. Can you say amen? Now, I want you to understand the second one. See, there are 
things that God allows you to be tested in, but there are things that you keep falling in that, that was supposed to point to the perfection even in Christ. So there's the falling and then there's the testing. The Bible said the Spirit of God led Jesus into the wilderness to be what? Tested it. Okay, he was tested to come out in power. God does not test you, pre-test your ability. Let me say that one more time. God does not test you, pre-test your ability. What does that mean? God already knows you're not going to pass that, so why would he test you for it? You don't even like those type of people. Why? I just had, no, you didn't have no test. No, that wasn't a test. What's just, what, let me tell you what that was. That was a falling. What is a falling? The Bible told us, Jesus said to his disciples, be careful and pray. He said, pray, least you. So not praying by default makes you to fall. That's it. You're either doing one or the other. You're either doing what? See, it's so interesting about the church. Like, we want something else. I'm giving you the secret. You only got two. Choose one. Just choose one. Choose to be strong. Somebody say, choose to be strong. Choose to be strong. Don't choose the falling. Because if you're choosing the falling, it's predictable. What if you, you cussed back because you didn't pray? You thought you cussed back because the devil attacked you. No, the devil didn't attack you. You, you cussed back because you didn't pray. Why y'all want to make it difficult? That was a praying issue. That wasn't a... Because the world is already judged. They're going to do that. Why are you expecting people to do what they're already going to do? I just can't believe because he said. I just can't believe because she said. Who cares what well, you said a lot of things? How many of y'all said some things you wish you didn't say? Amen. Hallelujah. Teacher this morning. How many of y'all say things that you didn't mean to say? How many of y'all say things in anger you just really didn't want to say? Can I tell you something? You did want to say it. You see, you see how our hearts do us? You see how we don't understand the heart? The Bible says the heart is deceitful. I just did a heart deceit test. <laughs> Isn't that something about the heart? I didn't want to say it. No, you did want to say it. Because you, you believe that. Watch this. Now when your heart shifted, you didn't want to say it because God gave you the lens that he see it in. But in your lens, you did want to say it. And I said, you see how the heart was so deceitful? It's like, hey, yeah, I didn't want to say that. Yeah, you did. You did. The spirit of God didn't. Because you wanted to get them back and you had something waiting. You had something cooking in the oven. Oh, I wish, oh, I wish you would. Come on, I'm going to open that oven and I'm about to get you. You have to realize there's a difference between the God spirit in you that wants to speak and you speaking. That's why you need to hear the distinction. Can you say amen? Well, I said the truth, but they didn't like it. How did you say it? So I'm sorry, we still wrong. Because the devil did the same thing. He said the right thing in the wrong. Okay. But it was the wrong spirit. So God is teaching you to stop to legitimizing the Samalots of your life. 
You say, what does that mean? The temple, see, when you start to rebuild your life, who tried to rebuild the temple? Nehemiah. There were, there were, as it was, Christian voices undermining the walk of the rebuild. All right, let me get out of there. So I want you to understand the, the, the one that you fall into, which many of us struggle with, I want to help you. Because if you're falling, you got to learn how to get out quickly. Can I help y'all get out quickly? If you keep falling, you got to learn how to get out quickly because there's doctrine that keep you locked in thinking that you still need to fix yourself better for yourself for God. And what you did not understand is God is trying to use your falling to perfect his calling. I'm going to say that one more time. God is trying to use your falling to perfect his, his calling. So God uses your falling. And for the Christian, you were supposed to see where you needed to be when you fall. Let's get to it. Go to Romans 7, 12. Y'all stand with me? I want to teach you. Because if you're falling, you need to learn to get up quickly. Because falling is not, it doesn't equate your weakness if it wasn't your strength to get you out. Unless you didn't understand God. It was the weakness of your submission. Can you say amen? Where did I tell you to go? Romans 7, watch this. Therefore, the law is holy. The what? Now, I thought the Christian is not supposed to live by the law. We don't understand it. The law is holy, watch this, and the commandments are holy and just and good. Has then what is good become death to me? Certainly not, but sin that it might appear sin, that sin that it might appear sin was producing death in me through what is good. So that sin, through the appearance of sin, was producing death in me than what is good. I'm sorry. So that sin through the commandment might be exceedingly sinful. Okay? Watch this. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. How many of you don't understand why you do what you do? Hallelujah. I ain't looking at your hand. For what I will to do, that I do not, but what I hate, that I, if I then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law. I agree with what? I agree with the law that it is good. Okay? But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Who doing it? Hold on, let's, let's read it right. Who's doing the sin? Is sin that's dwelling or is you? Watch this, come on, come on, let's read it again. But now, verse 17, it is no longer I who... So who's doing it? According to the, are y'all reading with me? 
Oh, y'all sleepy. Y'all ready for gravy and rice already? All right, I'm getting you out. I'm getting you out. Stay with me. I'm trying to train you. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, we, we're going to stay right here. Sin is in me working. The devil has tricked you to believe that you are your sin. Okay? So when you believe that you are your sin, you keep trying to make yourself not be sin. You know, I don't, I don't, I, but what if it's sin in you? What if it's something working in you? Are y'all tracking with me? Now watch this. If then I do what I do not to do, I agree with the law that it's good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. Is this helping somebody? For the good I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, I practice. For if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but who? Sin that dwells in me. Okay, let me explain. Y'all want to understand? All right, let me explain. What he's saying is, your flesh is aroused by its own nature. But you, as a Christian, have a spiritual nature. But the sin, watch this, sin is the driver of fulfilling the nature outside of the realm of the spirit. Y'all tracking? So what he's saying is, I want to do the right thing, but in me, I don't know how to do the right thing. So if I do what I don't want to do, I don't want to do it, but what's in me doing it? Tell somebody there's a difference. How many of you did something you, afterwards you're like, I just didn't like this? How many go into it don't like it? Okay? He said, if I do what I don't want to do, watch this. I agree with the law, it's perfect. Okay, why did I agree with the law, it's perfect? See, because the Christian should have known that sin, the sting of sin is death. So to the believer, because the sting of sin is death, the death to you based on the sin was trying to push you out of it. Okay. Not to condition you into it. So the falling was supposed to produce the death to show that God was good, not God was unfaithful. Okay, I, maybe this is too much. So your falling was actually a good thing, not a bad thing. It was a good thing, not a... Because when I, if I didn't fall, it already showed that I didn't not spiritual. Because the thing of it is, so can you not read that? Okay. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm willing to, to, to teach 10 people. Because see, I, I, don't, I, I don't want you just doing normal Christianity. It, that's over with. It's not going to help you. You got to understand this. 
If I can't read the sting of sin, the sting of death, I need to check where I am with God. He's saying death should have scared you. It wasn't about the sin, but the debt should have said, oh, I need God. I need to go back to, uh, oh, I need to feel that love again. I need, I can't think by myself. I can't talk by myself. I don't feel good by myself. So the sting of it should have scared the heck out of you. I scared the hell out of you. Tells him I'm scared, the, the hell, it's killing the hell out of me. Why does it scare the hell out of you? Because when you're that scared, you say, hell, come out of me. I need the Father's love. I need the Father in grace. So what the devils did, he used the stumbling block of religion to make you feel obligated for your sin, not point you to the right place for your sin. Did y'all just hear what I just said? See, most of you are not getting out because you feel obligated like you're supposed to know. The question I'm helping you to understand is there's no way for you to know because it's not your strength. It is not your ability. You cannot get yourself out of sin. There is nothing good you can do for you that's going to help you please yourself. You don't know how to get right. That's why he said you, the law is good in this. It should have made you feel that you can't do it by yourself. That's what he's saying. So when that, com that com conversation stuck you, you should have said, oh, I need God. When you fell again, you should have said, oh, thank you. I realize I, I, you, you teach me how to stay with you. Y'all see how that works? Oh, I messed up again for the fifth time. 50th time, you're teaching me how to stay with you. What the devil has done a grave job at is teaching you how to stay in condemnation. And some churches help you in it. And then you have to check what they know to why they think you should have known. Uh-oh. I checked them to see why you thought they should have known. No, no, I'm not dealing with you. Why did you think they were supposed to know? Because if you knew, you wouldn't have dealt with them like that. Nobody can get out of sin by themselves. That's why the flesh profits nothing. That's why you don't have to hide. Who are you hiding from but yourself? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? That's why I don't have to perform for you. It makes my job easy. I don't have to perform. I got way out of that. You know why? Because the flesh profits nothing. The best thing I'm going to do is do the art of communication so you can hear. But I'm out of performance. Why? It's not helping you. You get a good message. How many good messages have you heard? How many more you need? Before you take a step. You need one next week? Are y'all all right with this? Give me, you need two more years of good messages. Okay. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm going to help you. Watch this. Watch this. 
I want you to go real quick, real quick, real quick. Go to 2 Corinthians 7. Oh. Go to 2 Corinthians 7 real quick. Oh, watch this. Watch this. Oh, this is going to help you right here. Y'all ready? Watch this. For godly sorrow, for what? What kind of sorrow? Look what it produces. It produces what? Repentance leading. It wasn't leading to show you how bad you were. So you've been taught, I messed up, so I gotta go through, I gotta go through penitentiary and I'm not qualified anymore, Pastor. I'm not a pastor. I need no pastor. You don't know me. I know you. I don't know the sin in you got to come out though. But be, if you can learn to turn your face to the right place, God will bring you grace to pop out. Come on, let's read it. Repentance leading to salvation, not to be regretted. But the sorrow of the world. Ah. Are you crying because you saw it the way God seen it? Or are you crying because you got caught? I didn't prepare for this. I, I'm trying to encourage you. Lord, help my words. I'm trying to encourage them. Godly sorrow produces repentance. Leading to what? But not to be regretted. Why should I regret what, watch this, what showed me the fulfillment of the law? Uh, are y'all catching, y'all tracking with me? It showed me the fulfillment of the law because I wouldn't feel it if there was no law. So perfect love is the fulfillment of the law in Christ Jesus. Y'all tracking? All right. Not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces what? Dad, go to the next one. Watch this. This is what you need to understand. Watch this. Because many people believe they're repenting, but this is what they're not getting. Watch this. For observe these very things, that sorrow in godly manner, what diligence it produced in you. Y'all ready? What clearing of yourself what indignation, what fear, what vehement desire, what zeal, what vindication, and all these things that prove yourself to be clear in this manner. What he was saying is, when you have godly repentance, you come out of where you were and you see it through the lens of the spirit from the fear of the Lord. He said, what is the repentance producing you? If repentance is not producing in you, we need to check our repentance. And what I mean by check your repentance, you may need to understand the love of God a little bit more. Because you can't repent to something that you don't even know that loves you. So most people don't realize that they don't know God as they ought to know him. Because if you still look at God as a figure, you haven't learned him as a father, there is no pure repentance. You're just sorry because it was bad because the church said it was bad. You're not sorry because God's seen you as a child. 
And God said, I did. I'm, listen, you're better than this. See, that cry is, he said, what venom, what, what, what fear? What kind of fear? What he's saying is the fear of the Lord, what reverence towards me? That showed me that you wanted me more than what you're wanting. Are y'all tracking? We're still talking about time. But I got to help you to understand how to do what you're doing in time. Y'all tracking with me? So, godly repentance was the equation for the falling. What did I just say? Godly repentance was the equation for the fall. Are you giving God the right repentance when you fall? Are y'all tracking with me? Your fall is not a reality that you wasn't supposed to. Your fall was a reality that you needed to stay with him. So it trained you in what you did not know. That's why the Bible says, be careful. Those who think they're standing, be careful. Least you. So you thought you were standing until you fell. But the fall wasn't a revelation that you was weak in, in, in what you thought you were. The problem is you started to think and smell your own underarms without deodorant. You just take the shower and you just walked away. I just smell good because I'm me. You didn't know you, 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 you was working on the remnants of the, the deodorant. See, some of you, you work on the remnants of the glory. You didn't realize that your life is progressing because somebody prayer life, because of what somebody else is doing, because you're committed to the church, because you're doing this. And then you start believing and smelling yourself and not realizing God was trying to show you that I'm faithful through this. There was not a pass to go try to run past me. Are oh, y'all tracking with me? He said, clear yourself. Clear what? Prove yourself. Prove your, prove your. You know what's so interesting? Believers still not at the point. There's so much I want to say. And sometimes I feel stuck. You know why I feel stuck? Because it's so new to us. It's so interesting that you don't even know you can clear yourself. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? See, the forgiveness of sin is not something you wait on. It's something that you take. Oh, Jesus. What did I just say? That's why you should repent quickly. You don't wait for some... A Feeling to show that you were forgiven. You learn to take it based on the truth. Okay, let me get back to time. Oh, Jesus. I want you to understand something. Spirituality without intention. Spirituality without intentionality results in stagnation. You got to be intentional with your spiritual life. You got to be what? Intentional with your spiritual life. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying?
So that's why the Bible says, real quick, John 4.22, we out of time. The Bible says in John 4.22, you worship what you do not know. For we worship, for what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour, the hour, the, let's get back in time. Because see, most of us, the reason why you're not in the right time is because you're not dealing with your personal seasons properly because you're not in the way you put your sin. Y'all rushing me in your mind. Are y'all tracking? You can't progress if you don't know where to put your sin. Because it's godly repentance that brings you right back into the mind of Christ. You are only going to win as much as you learn to hold the mind of Christ. Because it's through the mind of Christ that brings you into the promises of Christ. Why would I want the promises where I'm not holding the mind of it? The, the fulfillment of God's promises is within the mind of his promises. Y'all tracking? So that's why he needs to be alive. And everything else is secondary. Can you say amen? How many want to accelerate in your life? Make them your life. You'll accelerate beyond. Watch this. You won't even keep up. You, you'll be asking God, I think you need to slow down a little bit. You entrusted me with too much now. Y'all tracking? Watch this. Watch this. Now the hour is coming. Okay. You ready? And now is. When true what? Will do what? For the Father in seeking such to worship him. Now, this is interesting. Because he says the hour is and now, are you a coming person or are you an is person? Everybody got quiet on that. Uh, see, you pray into what's coming. You're not praying into what is. And what you, God is trying to tell you, that your time, see, some of you, you keep wasting on your time. You keep waiting on your time. Well, my time is not, no, 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 no. He said the hour is coming and now it is. So it's dependent on you. Do you want the is God? Or you want the coming God? Okay. All right. I'm going to say that one more time. The woman at the well was telling him how he knew, how she knew how to pray. Because she was praying into what was coming. Every time you pray, you keep praying for the future. That's your problem. And when you pray into the future, you don't realize that the adversary sets up the future because you keep looking on the signs in your future. But God was trying to help you to understand, baby, I am not your future. I am your now. And if you know that I'm now, you start to walk with me now. And as you walk with me now, you don't wait on the future. You create the future. You keep waiting on what you're calling to create. You create it. You live in the end. You got to learn to live in the finished work. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? The problem is when you're not living in the finish, you're living in 
The weight. You're living in the weight. What are you waiting for? Can I ask you something? What are you waiting for? When is your time? When is your time? You know why you feel the weight? See, the danger of waiting, watch this. The enemy builds haste in you. So when you keep waiting, you get frustrated and you start to get hasty about your life. When you, now you start feeling rushed. How I many of you ever felt rushed? You ain't got to raise your hand. Just blink your eyeballs or something. Browse it. But he makes you to feel hasty. Because you're not learning to get the unctions of the spirit to teach you the language of the walk. When you have the spirit of God to teach you the language of the walk because of how you started with God. The spirit of God will lead and guide you into all truth. When he say go left, go left. When he say go right, go right. And you will meet the demand of what he said. For the hour is coming. And now is. It's coming, and it is. It's doing what? And stop praying into your future and start praying for your now. He's a now God. I say he's a now God. God is not waiting to finish what you think in your mind. It's interesting how you set times and God didn't even set the time. So it wasn't on God, it was on your yes. So really, you was in control of your yes. I want to try this just a little longer. Go ahead. Just don't blame God. I want to watch TV for about three more hours. Go ahead. But I want you to remember what happened when you go pray. No, 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 no. I'm not saying something. No, 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 wait a minute. I'm not telling you to talk. I'm not telling you. I'm telling you be careful to not blame God. Rather, ask God for help in the right area. I'm telling you also to not blame the devil per se. Blame, ask God for the right area of development. The devil been after me. No, the devil been after you and not allowing you to live out your time. You got time to sit down for that. Are y'all tracking with me? Somebody say, now is the time. He said, true worshipers will worship me in what? Write these three things down. Let me help you. If you're going to redeem your time, you got to learn how to discipline your disappointments. You got to learn to what? See, some of you, you don't know what to do with your disappointments. And every time you get disappointed, you go right back into the lap of your bed. You go right into the lap of somebody's arms. You go right into the lap of your liquor. You go right in the lap of your smoking. I ain't, ain't going to say nothing. Some of them might be puffing on the side. It's all right. We're we just praying for you. We're here. We're together. We're family. You, 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 you go right to the seduction that was set up for you. Because you didn't understand how to discipline your disappointments. I'm not meeting it. Remember, when you fall, you need to go call on the one who can help you. Y'all track it? No, no, no. Tell somebody discipline my disappointments. 
I got to also learn, number two, discipline my daily decisions. Discipline my what? If you don't direct your day, it's going to direct itself. If you don't direct your day, it's going to do what? Many of you, you keep asking God for more, and you don't, you don't have time for more, and you ain't doing nothing. Okay, let me, you're just working. Y'all got to pray for my mouth. I, I'm trying to find a better way to say it. You're doing something. You're just not learning how to do the thing. That sounds better. Hallelujah. All right. So number one, I need to what? Number two. And number three, you need to learn to discipline your diet. Some of you want to see and you can't even put your chicken leg down. Some of you want to see you can't bypass one plate to fast to hear from God. It's interesting, the men in the Bible, the women in the Bible, when they wanted to rebuild something, there was a minute they said, let's fast. And so we can hear clearly, get out of our flesh, discipline your flesh. Paul said, I discipline myself daily to make sure that I'm not conducive to this flesh. You want to you go to the highest levels and you can't tell your flesh no. I'm not screaming at you. I'm just passionate to help you. If you can, you know what's so interesting? I wouldn't do another test. I'm not doing it. But you know what's so interesting? Many of us believe in our flesh way too much. We think we're stronger than we are. I, if, I say, I, if I say, let's do this, let's fast for a week. Many of us don't realize there's a stronghold in your flesh. You won't do it. There's going to be an excuse that tells you there's something else. You're not as strong as you think you are. But what you don't realize, sometimes you got to decode the language for that realm. See, y'all miss. Uh, uh, you want to go high. I'm not giving you the religious side of doing that. There's no way to do it. You got to learn to decode the realm of the spirit. Some of you should be going way faster. Wait, come on. You can start doing and producing more by being what God called you to be. And if you learn to be what God called you to be through hearing the word. By default, you accelerate to do what he called you to do. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Obedience is better than you like to sacrifice. I'm going to be disobedient, but I'll just go pray about it. I'll tell God no, but I'm just going to, maybe it's too much. I think y'all handled enough today. I hear God saying I need to do this, but I'll just go. So now we've excused ourselves just to pray about it. Are y'all all right with that? Sometimes I go pray about God, say, no, I just want you to make a decision. I say, yes, sir. <laughs> Moses, stop praying. Get up and make a decision. Joshua, stop praying. Get up and make a, get the sin out of the camp. Stop praying about it. Get up and see where is the where is the sin in the camp. You don't have to pray about it. Get it out. We're losing battles. Stop. No, no, no. Get off your knees. 
better than sacrifice. We want to sacrifice everything in disobedience. What if your prayer was to keep you obedient? Not was a pass to get you out of submission. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? God is saying, I need you to say yes. Because now is the time. I say, now is the time. Saints, let me share something with you. It doesn't have to take as long as you're making it take. The problem is you're in your own time, not his time. Can I say that one more time? The reason why it's taking you this long is because you're making your own decisions in your time. And you haven't learned to allow God to take your time so you can have the time to do his time. A day with the Lord is as a thousand years. So God is saying, I'm slow. I'm not no, 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 no. You don't have to take the time as you thought you think you need to take. But the adversary is deceiving you to keep you in a cycle of time where you don't know where you redeem it. Who is the wisest person? Solomon. But who is wisdom? Who is wisdom? Who is wisdom? Okay, now y'all quiet. Who is wisdom? Who? Is God wisdom? Is God wisdom? Okay, what's the difference between the step that you're taking and not taking? Somebody say wisdom. So what's holding you back from? Wisdom. The fear of the Lord. Is the what? So the enemy knows that. He said, I can't, I can't allow you to start reverencing God. I, I can't allow that. So I'll, I'll keep you wasting, watch this. I'll keep you trading money for time. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Can I say that one more time? I know it's not the business class. But it's the church class. Because if you don't learn to redeem the time, that's why mammon still has a chokehold on you. And you're choosing based on money. You're not choosing based on God. So the enemy knows if you keep trading time for money, you'll never become the person of the value that now you live out of your value, not your time. You know why I started the business class? I'm not starting this just to make some money from you. I need to educate you. You've been learning church. He said, I've given you power to obtain all things from life and godliness. You know the godliness part. You don't know the life part. So it's choking out and making your heart hard. Because you know how to shout good, but you go home and you still, watch this, got troubles. You got problems. So God said, my church is supposed to be activated. I told them to go into the world, not just be in the church. I didn't want you in the church three hours a week just to, so you can keep recycling church. It's too much time. You're listening to me. This is too much time to be just sitting here with no value. Are y'all listening to it? I don't care about you, Southern. I want you to get it. I don't sit nowhere and ain't got no value. They don't taught you to just be, just be there. No, ain't no be there. Where's the value? Give me all things pertaining to. So stop praying to the future. Pray to the now. 
Stand to your feet if you can.